Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Motivation Made Easy podcast. I am Dr. Sean Hondorp, and I'm really excited to bring you another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be doing a review of my top favorite books that you can use to improve your relationship with food. So what to expect in this episode? I'm going to go over the top it was going to be five books, but I needed to add a six. That'll be the top six books that I most recommend, that I find most helpful in, and that I've seen be most helpful in improving your relationship to food and your body. We're going to be talking about which books, uh, kind of the pros and cons, which books are best for which type of person. So if you're more of a science and data person, if you're more of a step-by-step person, I'll point you to the ones that make the best sense for you. Or if you're more of a story person, I'll speak to that as well. And we're also going to talk a little bit about when to know when books aren't enough and some steps you can take to get additional support beyond that. So get comfortable. I got my coffee here and let's dive in. Do you ever worry that you're wasting your life? I definitely did. In fact, I wrote that in my journal many years ago when I was in the middle of the diet binge roller coaster ride. I woke up every day thinking about food, my body, and what I would eat that day to quote unquote be healthy. The notebooks I had filled with calories and points could fill up a spare bedroom. Social events and vacations immediately prompted the thought they will notice I've gained weight or I need to lose weight by then. Deep down, I knew I wasn't living life the way I wanted to, but I didn't know how to pull myself out of it. If this is you, I want you to imagine what it would feel like to feel empowered in your body and proud of your choices on a consistent basis. I promise you this is possible and it isn't too late. You see, dieting steals our motivation. It makes us ineffective and lose faith in ourselves. It keeps us spinning our wheels in a system that was never built to work. If you're ready to take that first step to motivating yourself with what matters to you, download my Cultivate Powerful Motivation Guide, which is quite beautifully designed if I say so myself, and walk through the simple three steps to cultivate motivation that works for you in 15 minutes or less. 
You'll get a simple formula to write one sentence at the end that you can use to motivate yourself on a daily basis. You can write this sentence on your bathroom mirror, put it on the background of your phone, or just read it and repeat it in your mind consistently. Look, I know how much it hurts to live a life worrying that you're missing out, not stepping into the person that you were truly meant to be. You can listen to the podcast all day, but taking that first step, putting pen to paper or typing on your phone is required for true lasting change. It's time to start living, my friend. So it's 100% free. What are you waiting for? Grab your free guide today at drhondorp.com forward slash motivate. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash motivate. And before we dive into today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast and corresponding blog are for informational and educational purposes only and should not ever be construed as any form of professional advice. If you are struggling in any of these areas or trying to figure out how this applies to your specific situation, always consult a professional for guidance. All right, let's dive in. All right, so I wanted to make this episode because, you know, in a perfect world, we would all have maybe a therapist or a dietitian or someone to guide us in this process. And that isn't always the case. You know, that's not always in the budget. Also, sometimes it's hard to find someone with this expertise and for a number of reasons you may want to really dive into reading a book or if you're like me listening to an audiobook to just get started and you know listening to this podcast might be one way you're getting started but you might be ready to dive a little bit deeper so you know I often when I'm working with clients, I don't just say go read a book, but it can be really helpful even when I am working with someone for them to, you know, read one of these books as we're going along and we can discuss it as we go. Or even if they've read the book prior to coming to therapy or coming to see a dietitian, it could be really beneficial as well. So let's dive into, I, I started with my top five, but I ended up going ahead and and giving top six books and partly because I found another book that I wanted to add to the list and so we're going to start with book number six and we're going to work our way up to book number one. They're not necessarily in order um, but they're mildly in order. So without further ado starting with book number six You might be a little surprised about this one. Um, All of the other books on this list are specifically geared towards eating and health-related topics, Um, but book number six is not, but I'll explain why. So the number six on my list of top books to improve your relationship with food is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. So... If you've listened to anything I've said, you've probably heard me talk about Brene Brown. You're probably sick of me talking about it, but you know her work is very has been very influential to me. And although the rest of this books, the books on this list are about relationship to food specifically, the gifts of imperfection are is really about going to that next layer. I really do believe that a strained relationship with food you know, often just covers up some deeper pain. Not that there's everyone has some deep, dark pain that isn't addressed. That can be the case, but it's not always the case. But when we stop focusing on ineffective dieting, we still have to do 
other work on ourselves usually to understand concepts like shame, vulnerability, self-doubt, all of the things humans have. And, uh, you know, if you say you don't have it, then you might be lying to yourself or to others. And so The Gifts of Imperfection is not Brene Brown's first book. It's her second book, but it's really her first book that got a lot of popular press attention and it's a really good book they just came out I believe with the I believe the 10-year anniversary just came out Uh, correct me if I'm wrong but the gifts of imperfection is great in terms of I mean it's great for many people not just women but if you want to understand what it means to lean into vulnerability and make sure that it doesn't keep you from living a life you truly value, if you consider yourself a perfectionist at all, but perhaps you still want to kind of pursue high goals. She really breaks down a lot of pillars that were really influential to me. This is a book that I read. Um, I've definitely listened to a lot of podcasts on the topic, and I do and will continue to go back to over time. So like I said, not food related, but highly, highly recommended. Moving on to book number five on the list for top books to improve your relationship with food. Um, I guess I cheated a little bit here because I put two books here and I have one other list that I put two books on. So uh, I put two because you certainly could read both of these books, but um, the author, I had uh, Dr. Michelle Seeger on the podcast recently and she wrote both of these books. The first book is called No Sweat. And this book is really the first book that I saw in the popular press really applying the theory of motivation that we talk about on this podcast to exercise behavior. So the book is called No Sweat, How the Simple Science of Motivation Can Bring You a Lifetime of Fitness. And, you know, this book really challenges a lot of the standard notions about exercise that many of us were trained in it has to you have to breathe hard and sweat for it to count you have to exercise for at least 10 minutes at a time and really tried to shift this approach because it's not helpful and it's also not evidence-based so if you like evidence-based but also Michelle does a good job of breaking down kind of step by step how you can understand some of these concepts and so if you want that specific to exercise. This book is excellent. I've mostly listened to it uh, multiple times through, and I think you would really, really enjoy it. Along with that book, there's also Dr. Seeger's new book, The Joy Choice. So don't you just love that title? The Joy Choice is Dr. Seeger's new book that specifically is tackling the complex habits of kind of eating and exercise combined, but while No Sweat is just focused on exercise habits, the Joy Choice is focused, um, I would say, arguably more on eating habits, but on both. And really uh, looking at some of the previous research done on habit change and talking about the fact that, you know, it's not as simple as just set it and forget it, automatic habits, just create this routine and it'll just work for you. She talks about a lot of reasons that this isn't going to work for most people. And if you have not heard our discussion about it, you can get uh, 
introduction to this book in the episode that I did um, mid-April, so you can check that out and we'll link to it as well to get an overview of this book. But it really is awesome. It gives some really cool decision tools and she really emphasizes the importance of learning to relate to your thoughts and emotions differently in the point of decisions around eating. And she talks a lot about making the perfect, imperfect choice. And I just really um, appreciate her take on all of this. So I highly recommend one or both of those books as choice number five. Moving along to choice number four. So this is... Health at Every Size by Lindo Bacon. And so this book, Health at Every Size, um, I read this around the time, I also listened to it, around the time that, a little bit after I read Intuitive Eating and found that really helpful personally. And it was, you know, definitely as, if you read this book, it really is going to challenge some of your standard notions about what weight means about your health. So the book, Health at Every Size, the subtitle is The Surprising Truth About Your Weight. And it's really challenging these ideas that we have that weight or fat causes health problems and really looks and breaks down the data in these areas. I, this is a very science heavy book. It's definitely has some feedback on what to do instead at the end of the book. Um, But it's definitely a good one if you love really understanding and digging into the data and digging into the science and the research. Um, So if that's you, I would recommend this one. This one has been helpful, I think, for a lot of people that I've worked with who, like I said, really want to empower themselves with the data. I will say with this book and, and probably probably intuitive eating as well. I think it can be frustrating to read about this data as well because it's so different than what many of us are taught. And so if that's the case, you know, for you, just wanted to let you know that that's incredibly normal to sort of say like, okay, this is good to know, but I'm very frustrated that this is the first time that I'm I'm realizing this. All right, moving on to book number three. So This is actually a book I recently bought and am actively reading. I am, it's literally right next to me on my desk right here because I have this, the author of this book, Dahlia Kinsey, coming on the podcast. And I'm really excited. That'll be out in a few more weeks. So I had to put this book on the list because it's so crucial that we start to have more conversations around diversity and equity and inclusion in the health and wellness space. And I I have not seen many books that do this and do this very well. Uh, Dahlia definitely does this really well. So this book, its title is Decolonizing Wellness, a QT BIPOC-centered guide to escape, escape the diet trap, heal your self-image, and achieve body liberation. So this is a book geared towards wellness, specifically centering or geared towards persons that identify as queer or trans and queer meaning a encompassing people of non-straight or cis gender identities. Um, and then also and or identifying as 
um, black, indigenous, person of color. So that said, and so if that's you, this book was written by Dahlia. She's um, talks about the fact that this this book doesn't exist, and all of the wellness books are written with a certain, typically, I mean, more often than not, a thinner white woman in mind. And so um, really having a book that speaks to a different um, person with a variety of identities, perhaps intersecting identities, is so important. But that being said, you know, this book was not written for me per se, right? I have enough books that were written for me, like some of the ones I'm going to be talking about in this list. And I also got a lot out of this book. So even if you, this book isn't written specifically for you and an identity that you relate to, I think there's a lot of benefit here. And it's, it's such a cool, you know, she's really infusing, I think, self-love and acceptance and helping people see, feel seen and reminding us that when we all are seen and heard and valued, we all benefit. And so I would love to, I had to put this book in the list because I would love you to support Dahlia by getting this book or sharing it with someone that you love or just sharing it with the world because clearly diversity is an area that we need to work on and pretty much every space and health and wellness is a very, we have a long ways to go. And so that is number three, decolonizing wellness. All right, moving on to number two. So this is the other one I I sort of cheated and I have two books. I have two books recommended on this because they, although they're certainly not the same book, um, they have some similarities in that they're heavily, pretty heavily focused on some regular mindfulness practice as you look to improve your relationship with food. And so if that's something that you are interested in incorporating with your relationship with food, both of these books would be a great um, place to start. So first in the, the list of number two books is The Diet-Free Revolution by Dr. Alexis Connison. She also came on the podcast earlier this year and talked about her book. And her book subtitle is 10 Steps to Free Yourself from the Diet Cycle with Mindful Eating and Radical Self-Acceptance. This is a really great book and is a really good one if you like hearing client stories, their de-identified client stories and experiences that she talks through throughout the book. And I think you'll really like that if you, who doesn't like story, um, if you want to kind of see how these concepts can be applied and can really work for for people. And um, similarly, there's also a book called The Mindfulness-Based Eating Solution, Proven Strategies to End Overeating, Satisfy Your Hunger, and Savor Your Life. This is by Dr. Lynn Rossi, who is also a psychologist. And uh, Dr. Rossi, I actually years ago took an online, uh, she has an online program called Eat for Life. And I took that program and I would describe her book as incorporating mindfulness as well as or her programs really incorporating mindfulness and intuitive eating. This book is more focused on mindfulness-based approaches to understanding hunger and fullness. Um, full disclosure, it's been a couple of years since I read it. I took it um, 
I think I was pregnant with my daughter. So I think it was about five years ago. I took her program and I read the book at that time. And um, yeah, so either of those uh, books, if you're wanting to incorporate mindfulness as you improve your relationship with food would be great, great options for you. Okay, and finally, we have come to number one book in my list of top books to improve your relationship with food and your body. And you may not be surprised by this, but the book that I recommend pretty much first for most people, if they haven't read it yet or delved into these topics, is Intuitive Eating. This is by authors Alish Resch and... Evelyn Tripoli. So this is, the subtitle here is A Revolutionary Anti-Diet Approach. It's on its fourth edition. It initially came out in 1995. It's been a lot around a very long time, and they've improved it with subsequent editions. And this is definitely the book that I found pivotal um, many years ago when I finally kicked dieting to the curb, and a lot of people that I work with find it really helpful as well. So um, so those are my books. You know, I will say I tend towards the books that are more heavily rooted in evidence. There's other ones out there that I haven't specifically read, like the Effit Diet. Um, that one I have not read, but I found a, I've heard a lot of people find it a little bit more accessible because it's not written by a professional. Um, and that's the Effit Diet Eating Should Be Easy, and that's by Carolyn Dooner. Uh, like I said, I have not read that one myself, so I can't specifically recommend it. Um, I tend to be someone who goes more towards the, you know, intuitive eating. Um, mindfulness-based eating, those weight-inclusive work has been pretty well thoroughly studied, and certainly the work by Michelle Seeger has, um, is very well researched. So I hope you found this list helpful. I would love to hear what your specific favorite book is, um, so you're always welcome to tag me on Instagram at, at psychology.of.wellness and let me know or send me a message. And I do want to take a couple minutes to just talk about how to know when books or kind of self-help options aren't enough. Um, a couple great things to know about this is if you're really continuing to doubt the process, whether it's working, whether you're on the right path, this is very normal. Uh, however, if it continues and you're just having a lot of doubt, you may want to reach out and have someone helping support you through this process. If another way to know if books aren't enough is if you're reading and taking in the information but not implementing it, that's a sign that you might need some additional support and accountability. Number three, if you feel a tremendous amount of shame about your struggles still, uh, shame is rarely solved in isolation and it's rarely solved alone. So that's another reason that you might want to take some steps for additional support. And also, if you have a significant eating disorder and significant symptoms of, you know, disordered eating and or an eating disorder, which, you know, can is not something you should feel like you need to self-diagnose if you're not sure, I would highly recommend reaching out to a certified eating disorder specialist or a therapist with a lot of experience in eating disorders. Um, 
some signs of this might be you're really struggling. You kind of know you need to eat more through food throughout your day, but you're really having a hard time doing it. You have really ingrained negative thoughts about your body and it's making it harder to eat regularly. If you're binge eating, purging, or excessively exercising or doing other things to get rid of or compensate cal for calories, please call the National Eating Disorders Helpline. I have a link in the show notes and you can also search for National Eating Disorders Helpline. It'll come right up. And just remember that eating disorders can and do very often occur in all body sizes. And it, then if you are in a larger body, it can often go misdiagnosed or under undiagnosed. And that is really going to keep you stuck longer than you deserve to be stuck. You deserve good care. So if you're finding that books aren't enough or you're just wanting more support to make progress faster, look into finding more support. And that could be you know, a friend level support. So finding a friend or two to do a book club with, read one of the above books and meet regularly to discuss how you will apply it. Um, you can also try to find a dietitian or therapist. It'd be great if they're aligned with the health at every size approach or a weight inclusive approach is usually quite helpful. Um, and if you can't find someone with a specific training, you could consider finding a therapist um, who might be willing to do a little learning with you as the first step. And um, like I said, if you're really needing support more quickly, always searching and, and calling that helpline. So that's it. I hope this list was fun for you. I hope it was helpful to you. And I look forward to hearing more feedback from you about the books you found most helpful, least helpful, also, if I missed a really great one on this list, please let me know. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day. If you're anything like me, you may at times really feel like there's so much pain in the world that it's pretty overwhelming. And even though I do my best to avoid the news, it's hard to avoid feeling helpless at times that you can't do anything to make positive change. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's one positive change that I've made in terms of where I buy my books, and I'd invite you to do the same. Bookshop is a website that supports local bookstores near you, as well as affiliates that work with them. So if you buy through the Bookshop link, you're going to be supporting local bookstores near you in the U.S. and Canada, and you're going to be supporting my blog and podcast. It's kind of like a tip jar. Did you know that if nothing slows their momentum, Amazon will have about 80% of the book market by the end of 2025? Look, I have Amazon Prime. I love the convenience, but this is a super cool way that you can do something positive with where you buy your books and support some really positive causes. Make sure you check it out. You can find all of my favorite books about health and wellness, but also about topics like courage, vulnerability, and even some of my favorite fiction and kids books for the times when you just need some fun, downtime, or some meaningful stories. My recent favorite is related to improving the quality of our lives and the way we use technology and really doing so from a value-based place. No pressure. It's not going to tell you that technology is bad. It's just going to help you to evaluate for you where the pros outweigh the cons and where they don't. So if you believe in supporting local, controlling the things that you can, please consider buying your books through Bookshop. 
and through the Psychology of Wellness link. You can find that in the show notes or you can go to drshawnhondorp.com. That's D-R-S-H-A-W-N-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash bookshop. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.